Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Tried and Tested podcast. I am your host, Tracy. And if you're not familiar with my show, this is a dating and relationship podcast where I talk about all things dating, marriage, lack of marriage, relationships, breakups, makeups, all of that. So today we have a special guest. We have my best friend. Say hey, best friend. Hey, what's up? (laughs) So we have Cameron here today, guys, and the topic he's going to be doing is struggles and emotions of being a man in a relationship. So the struggles and emotions that men have in relationships, essentially. So before we get started, um, are you single? Are you married or are you in a relationship? So we know the context that this information is coming from. Uh, I'm in a relationship. Okay. And so with this topic, do you believe that men struggle with their emotions when it comes to dating and relationships? Um, I do think there's a challenge uh, associated with their men managing their emotions in a relationship. Yeah. Okay. But, and why do you think that is? Um, I think that there are unrealistic expectations uh, from society and women uh, to um, be transparent but also be um, mindful of their other other feelings and also manage other people's emotions while you're managing your emotions and um, communicating a cl- communication barriers or communication disconnects, and which leads to uh, misunderstandings, um, that kind of way. Okay. So the struggle comes from unrealistic unrealistic expectations. So is that something that you feel like is for men across the board? And if so, don't you think that like communication could help that? Yeah. So I think that's where the challenge for me comes in because, uh, you know, women have touted that they would like men to be transparent and express themselves. However, sometimes when men are make themselves are expressing themselves and allow themselves to be vulnerable, their their the critique is that they're soft and they're, and they need to man up. So like if, if I'm if I'm being vulnerable with you and I'm gonna come home to my partner and I'm saying like, hey, you know, I'm feeling these things and then the I met with you need to man up, you know, that those are conflicting those are uh conflicting um statements that they're, they're, they're conflicting ideas so I'm, I'm i am communicating but then if i communicate and i'm and, and i'm too vulnerable then I, mm-hmm. i'm then uh that's viewed as a weakness and the other challenges is that sometimes when i'm communicating you communicate and you have your emotions uh i can just be communicating how my partner made me feel and i'm not looking for them to change their behavior i'm not looking for an apology i'm just saying like you like you did this thing and it made me feel this way and i just feel i want to share it and then that can be met with contention because the partner the female partner can interpret it as me attacking them and so now like okay i can't even talk to you about these things because now this conversation is me trying to manage my emotions like you did something that affected me but now because I'm bringing it to your attention, you feel offended. And now I have to comfort you for the thing that you caused you to offend me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I definitely get it. And I, like, this is what happens in dating relationships. Um, and I feel like it's just I, like they say that men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Right. Like we just don't understand each other. We don't get along or we're not get along. We don't we're not able to really understand where we're coming from. OK, so we talked about men being vulnerable um, and that 
can also, I guess, cause struggles in relationships for men because sometimes I've heard that men can get vulnerable. They'll let the girlfriend know or the wife know something that happened to them in the past that was like traumatic or what have you. And then they later on say the same woman will come back when she's upset or angry with them and throw it in their face. And so now men feel like they can't even be themselves in a relationship because they're not able to express themselves the way they want to without fear of it now being, you know, thrown back at them, I guess. So in situations like that, has that ever happened to you? One. And two, like, do you feel like that's the reason for a man to shut down going forward? Again, I, that that has happened to me mm-hmm. in the past, uh, in past relationships and even in my current relationship. I believe that it's not a reason to shut down. I think that it's a reason just to have, just open up a dialogue to why, like, why uh, your partner feels it's necessary to do that when they're upset. And then uh, identify ways to modify that behavior and, and be productive because that's not a, that that's, that doesn't lead to productive conversation. So um, I think that uh, I don't think you have to shut down. I just think that if it's the right partner, you are willing to come. You, you are able to communicate through and past um, that behavior. Okay. So essentially, it's communication that you know that helps the situation. But I don't know. I feel like I said, men and women, we just kind of seem so different. Um, So do you feel like women think that men have no feelings or emotions and no struggles? Um, Initially, yes. I think that women over time in their relationship, when they work on it, they tend to identify or they empathize with the men's feelings. But once you, you know, when you're in the dating phase, everybody has... In the dating phase, everybody has on that guise of like their um, their representative, and so when you're in that, it's easy to kind of fall into those social constructs because you're still getting to know these person, and so you're putting on uh, you can put on expectations of what they're supposed to be like and how what your expectations of the ideal person should be be acting. Um, but once you commit to being with a person, I think that those type of um, standards and expectations kind of fall to the wayside as you can identify what is the uh, best means of communications and the way to uh, to uh, merge your lives together. Okay. And so do you think, I would say that part of the struggles that males have is that, because I'm like, women are people and men are people, but I'm just trying to understand like, what is the difference? So is it because women talk more and they're able to open up to each other more as opposed to men? And that's why it seems like it's like men are just kind of guarded and kind of like bound <laughs> by their feelings and no, emotions. I, I think it's more so, I think it's more so uh, conditioning. I think it's a lot of just things like what expectations are like, this is how a man should be. This is how a woman should be. And so with that conditioning, people have these expectations of how a relationship should be and what roles are and, and how, how you should act. And when you don't, when uh, an individual doesn't necessarily live up to what you have been in conditioned in your mind to expect the opposite sex or a partner to act like, then uh, they kind of fall short. And then that's where the contention comes versus, versus trying to take the time to understand why, you know what I mean? So I say this thing a lot of times, like uh, people say, uh well why would you act like why do you act like that like you know like what like why did like like why would you do something like that when you don't understand it so i reframe it to say what happened to this person or what 
of what about this person's experiences informed them to respond in this way so mm-hmm. then that way you can kind of have a little bit more empathy to say like okay uh maybe because of their experience their their because their ex- past experiences have informed their uh their response and so then therefore I, i'm able me personally i'm able to empathize a little bit more so then that way i can have a a, a, a more objective dialogue to try to see how we can move forward and, and be uh and be productive and, and have progress okay so basically the disconnect between males and females are more or less understanding what we're trying to say in communication with each other is that what it is I think this. I don't think it's a male and female thing. I think it's a people thing. I think just really just understanding, like, like when you meet somebody or when you're dealing with somebody, like, you don't know everything. You only know them from the moment that you met them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like we're in our mid thirties. So, like, if you meet somebody today, that person I'm has 16. thirty. Strike the record. I'm sixteen even, years old. Okay, so even this, even though you're sixteen years old, but you be like, if you meet a person today and today is yeah. your day one, that's not Tracy's day one. That's mm-hmm. Tracy in um and so and so's day one. So so and so doesn't have the context of all the sixteen years of experience that you have, and so you know there are th- those sixteen years informed how you move through life up until this point. And so, like, they may not, they may not, their experiences may not align or be similar to what you did. So they may not understand how you move the way that you move. Like, I can give an example for me, like, in my, in my relationship, I was, I had an, I had an unfair expectation of how my partner should mother. Because I grew up in a single parent household and my mother was superwoman. She did everything. Like, and so she cooked, she cleaned, she worked, she did things that that a third. And I was expecting my partner, although I did, I felt like I was, I felt like I was doing my part as a, uh, as a partner and, you know, doing my part with the children and, and the household chores. I felt like she could be doing more. But after having a dialogue, I realized like, hey, look, I'm putting an unfair, unfair expectation on you because her experience is she comes from a dual family household. So she had a mom and dad or, or then later on a mom and stepdad in her home to uh, to set the example of what parenting with two people in the household looks like. I didn't have that. And so uh she was looking at me. She was looking at me like I wasn't doing enough because like they split the things 50 50. Or, or, or things were a little bit more delegated, a little bit more, little better or evenly between the two parents versus in my household, my mom had to do everything. So, um, you know, that's just one example of uh, people's past experiences informing how they move forward in their relationship and what the, those unconscious expectations are. And unless you are uh, intentional and you are committed to the relationship and identifying what's going to work for you and why things don't work and how you can work towards a productive relationship and, and a happy one and, and a partnership like you got to have those conversations those tough conversations but be open-minded about it and, and to why I always like it's not it's not that I'm working against that person I'm work I'm doing what I feel like is in service of me I just may not understand Okay. So do you think in this case, um, you they always say that people should be friends first before they date, right? And I, I agree with that now that I'm older, I agree with it. However, do you think that it's actually friends first or it's friends with the intention of dating? Because some of these things that you're saying that people, you don't really know the person, et cetera, et cetera. But do you feel like if you're just playing friends, you would know these things or you would have to have the intention of getting to know them in a way where you were going to date them? Uh, I think that... I mean, 
I mean, if I for me, I can't speak for anybody else, but like I'm a I'm a heterosexual male, and so if I'm meeting a woman and she's attractive, woman, I'm going to acknowledge that she's attractive. Like I'm not going to pretend that she's not attractive. And if I'm being honest, if the opportunity came and she's not, and we haven't became that level of friends yet, mm-hmm. I most likely would would take my I would take shoot my shot if the opportunity presented itself. So for okay. me, I yeah. would say that um, I can be friends with you. Mm-hmm. But our friendship would have to get to a certain level for me to say like, okay, we're only friends. Nothing beyond this will be nothing beyond this friendship. And honestly, if I can say me personally, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I have any relationships after high school, uh, early college. I don't have any relationships. I don't have many relationships mm-hmm. with women after college that I consider to have reached that level to where I could say like, okay. That she, this person is not an option. It's yeah, option, and, and that's just. Yeah, I'm not, not talking, talking about, about options. Life. So I'm saying that, like, how you mentioned that, basically, like, there's a disconnect because of the way that you grew up and those kind of things. So what I'm trying to say that obviously, if you met me today, like, let's say we're strangers, you met me today, and we start talking, yeah, we don't know each other. But what I'm saying is, do you feel like when you actually intentionally get to know someone, would you kind of be able to deal with those situations or those issues before you became like? before you got into like a serious relationship like getting to know how the person operates based off of where they came from in life and things like that again like i i think that for me mm-hmm. it it's it's not even i i i like yeah i think this speaks to the disconnect between men and women because for me it doesn't matter like i i, I can meet then somebody that's the answer. That's the yeah answer. I, I, yeah <laughs> i think like i think like for me i, I can meet somebody and get to know them Mm-hmm, and you know, and I can still be getting to know them. And like now, I don't know if it's going to say if it's going to develop into a relationship, if it's going to mm-hmm. be something that can be more casual. However, I can date you, but it's going to take, and we can be friends and we can be cool. But you know, if we haven't ascended to a relationship to where I no longer consider you uh, a potential option, it, like if and again, I'm not saying I'm necessarily uh, actively trying to engage you in that manner, but if the opportunity presented so would I be able to walk away and we're just, you know, and we're friends. If our relationship as friends haven't ascended to that level where I can only see you as a friend, then if I know I could, I could know enough about your background to still, you know, make that pivot. If I haven't ascended to that, if our relationship hasn't, hasn't grown to that point. So basically like, I think what I'm trying to find out is that, so do you feel like in order to ease the disconnect between a male and female in a relationship, that you're saying that you don't believe that the friendship aspect in the beginning would be a good buffer to kind of help out the issues about knowing you up, like, you know, and in in knowing you in an element in your past, how you used to be, where you came from, that kind of thing is what I mean. I, I think he, I think you can, I can think you can buffer it, but I also think that like, you know, people are, people are evolving, like, you know, things change and like, you know, just because of your past, your past doesn't form how you move for, move forward. However, like, there's an there is an evolution to it. So somebody that I may have thought uh, initially uh, was not a was not a good match after you know because I met him and I had some understanding. But then maybe two years down the line, I've seen the type of person that this person has grown into, and now it's like okay, maybe it may be, you know, or, or maybe I can say like you know I thought this person was that, and 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 they're not. I think every relationship is intentional. Like you you. You choose to spend your time with somebody. So if I'm hanging out with somebody and I feel good about hanging out with them, I'm going to continue mm-hmm. to do so. If I'm hanging out with somebody and that person, that energy is 
either neutral energy or it's negative energy, then I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna move accordingly. So I think like that that it's just that. So in every that relationship, regard. it takes effort. I don't think they're all intentional. I think well, unless the intention is no good, but they yeah. still have their intention, I guess, in that way. Oh, so cool. if you make if you make me want to if you make me want to put the effort in, then I will put mm-hmm. the effort in. But as long as I feel like I need to put the effort in, and then I think once you become once you decide to be in that relationship, now you're committed to try to you're now you're committed to being intentional with the effort versus being like casual with your effort. Okay. All right. So in a relationship, how do you as a man process things emotionally for yourself? So like let's say um you're going through something and just in life, in man life, you know, um, how do you process it? And I'm also going to ask you, how do you process it? Like coming from your partner. So Uh, how do you process them? If you're upset, do you talk about it? Do you, you know, shut it up? Like, you know, go away. Like you don't want to be bothered. Like that kind of thing. In the past, I would uh, try to address it in the moment. Um, and I've learned for me, addressing it in the moment is necessarily not that's the best thing. And so my evolution was the next thing to say is like, I sit back, think about it, see if I can let it rock and then keep it moving. But then if it still bothers me a little bit, just be like, just kind of, you know, kick it down the road until it's, uh, I deem it worth, you know, addressing, which didn't work out because it was like, uh, um, it will it will kind of things will kind of like build up. So now what I like to try to do is I, I get I'm starting to feel a kind of way. I like to take some time to meditate and think to it on myself, and then I prepare myself to have a conversation about how I'm feeling with with my partner. So like you know I say like hey look you know this is this is making I'm feeling this kind of way. I'm not prepared to discuss why and like and how I'm feeling, but I'm feeling this kind of way. Once I process this. Mm-hmm. let me uh let's come back i want to have you know i want to we can talk about i'd like to talk about this later but like in this moment i'm not mm-hmm. ready to discuss it but i, I can't say like look, look i'm feeling this i don't want to talk about it right now but this is what i'm feeling and like we let, 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 let's address it when you know at a later time um, and that yeah, works so for about, me no that's good like i mean because usually people want to hear something as opposed to nothing i know some men shut up they disappear they shut down um you know they just yeah it's weird but anyway so what about for your girlfriend so when a female is upset like you know and you know I, i'm tired of this da, 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 like how do you now process those, those emotions when women are spewing their emotions their feelings their heartbreak their frustration on you how do you take that in well first i like to ask like my purpose is to ask how long have they been feeling this way like is this is this new is this is this ongoing and like what about what what about my behavior is triggering the way that you like why you feel this way as and then i want to try to understand okay like well what am i doing and why does that bother you and and how i can modify it in uh what's the understanding that my intention doesn't always match the impact so like i could be think i'm doing something positive or i'm, I'm doing something that that is neutral or it, it doesn't it's insignificant but it actually has a major impact, and I, and I'm thinking in my head like, well, why would why, why does this even matter to you? Because to me, it's not a you know it's not a big deal. So um, I like to like you know understand like how long they've been thinking about it and what's triggering. Like, what about what I'm doing is triggering that, and like how I could support that. Um, how could I support her by not 
you know, engaging or, or doing that in that negative emotion, but also asking for grace because, like, you know, if this if this is something that I've been, if this is a pattern or if this is a uh, a habit, how do I, uh, you know, I'm not gonna break it tomorrow. You know, I need, I, I give me some grace to, so, you know, to to try to change my behavior. Um, so yeah. Okay. And before we wrap up, my last question is: What are some struggles that men have in dating that women don't know anything about? Uh oh. I don't know, man. I <laughs> I don't know. What are some struggles that men have been dating that women don't know anything about? Um, I know some men say they want to be alone sometimes. It's not. It's nothing I, personal. I would say. Com- I would say complacency. Okay. I would say complacency. I think that like um. There are things that that women um, do that women can do in the beginning of a relationship or in the early stages of the relationship that they do consistently that those behaviors kind of taper off once they get a little bit more comfortable in the relationship. And, um, you know, the guy has been accustomed to, you know, that particular frequency. Or, or or action and you know he's like well we don't you know we don't engage in that anymore or as often or they feel like they have to consistently ask you for ask their partner for or they are almost begging and then um you know it's not a good feeling like i think men want to feel desired as well and i think you know um we, we do the chase you know a, a lot of times we do the chase in the beginning to get the you know to get the girl and uh, once we got the girl, you have that kind of like uh, puppy love phase where, you know, that early, you know, that early infatuation phase where that's where you feel desired. But as the relationship goes on, the female, she still wants to feel desired. But the reciprocation of making their partner feel desired is not there. Okay. So the, just the but idea you, of not. Okay. Yeah, but then I then it can then this circles back to some of the chance. So if I say to you like, hey, you know, look, I want you, I want you to make me feel like it is weird for a guy to say like, hey, I want, you, I want to feel sexy too. But and if I say like, yeah, Yo, you want to feel sexy now, now you're being soft, <laughs> and that's me being vulnerable. Like, yo, I would like to feel desired as well. So like, yeah. you need to, uh, you know, it's not, it's not, it's, it shouldn't be me chasing you. Like, we should be chasing each other. We should be, we should be, uh, uh, you know, after each other. Mm-hmm. All the time, so actively pursuing each other's love, and actively, yeah, love languages all the time. And stuff. That sounds yeah. good. That sounds good. Well, I mean, we are wrapping up this episode, so I thank you so much. So, before you go, um, where can anyone find you if they want to find you on social media to reach out to you or what have you? Oh, uh, yeah, so you can find me. I, you can find me on my business page, it's Fontaine Concierge, um, and that's on Instagram, um, my website, FontaineConcierge.com. Um, I, I run a, uh, a, gr- a groomsman and a male concierge services committed to elevating and um, enhancing men's curated experiences for grooms and beyond. So, yeah, check me out there. All righty. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. And to my listeners, I thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time, have a good one.